The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to the Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, there are a couple very important themes that are uh, prevalent in the in the scriptures that we have uh, to celebrate Mass today. The uh, the uh, feast of the Epiphany, the Epiphany, the revelation of God, right? Especially the revelation of God as man, and uh, and His revelation, especially to the Gentiles, which is to the, to the non-Jewish nations. So we see all this um, kind of act of revelation, God, God as man, uh, our God is king, right, in, in great fulfillment of, of the promise of God, right? He has, he has come as, as our king, king of the Jews and, and lord of all nations. And then we have some of the theme of, um, of pilgrimage uh, here as well. Uh, those coming from afar, uh, prioritizing um, you know, what, what they are to see, what God has, has called them to encounter, uh, prioritizing really God and, and his purposes, not letting anything um, hold them back, right? Even as, as, we, can, um, as we can empathize with this morning, the, the kind of treachery of, of the journey to come and, and see Jesus and, and behold him and, in fact, uh, receive Christ and his rule, right? We all set out... Uh, this morning in order to, uh, to do very much the same, in order to pay Jesus homage. Right? We want, uh, likewise, to prioritize God and his purposes. Um, I want to, yeah, I don't know, I want to I want to give a word about a pilgrimage that, that I recently made. Yeah, many of you know that I wasn't here for about a week or so, yeah? And my cover story was that, you know, I made a pilgrimage to Knock, right? I actually did go to Ireland. I went to Knock. But I made a pilgrimage to Anfield. Do you know where it is? This is where Liverpool Football Club play their home games. You know, this was my, I could go, I could have gone anywhere, right? My dad really wanted me to go to Naples, Florida, right? For, for good reason, we could go and put our feet up and enjoy ourselves. 
but instead it was a whirlwind tour through, uh, through England and Ireland. And uh, I wanted to make sure that the, the, the crowning jewel, as it were, was, was a game at Anfield with Liverpool, top of the, I can tell nobody cares, but it's fine, because I, I do, <laughs> you know, it's like, and I've got the mic. So Liverpool, you know, top of the league, you know, looking to put space between them and their competitors, right? That, um, you know, a, a fight to the death, as of course it wasn't, but a fight to the death with, uh, you know, with their competitors and the rest. What were we, it was, it was interesting in many, many respects. I want to offer just a couple thoughts on it, right? One is that that was an act of worship, yeah? I d and I don't know, this might scandalize you to say, oh, that's worship, like, oh, Father Daniel worshiping a soccer team. It's not exactly like that, right? Because my worship of Liverpool Football Club does not interfere with my worship of the true and living God. Yeah, and when it does, guess who wins? No, not Liverpool. Yeah, I see some people smiling, yeah. They're going to they're gonna start playing during this mass, right? Liverpool today is going to play at 11.30. I'm not going to make this mass any shorter because, sorry to say, you might, want, you might want me to worship them a bit harder than I do. But uh, they, I'm not going to make this mass any shorter in order to go and watch the game quickly, do you know? The worship of, worship of God matters most as long as we have our loves in order, right? It's, it's God and then it's whatever comes after, whatever comes after that. Mainly our vocation, what God has called us to love, the people God has called us to love, and, and so on and so forth. Somewhere down, as, as one, of our, one of the famous coaches once said, you know, soccer, football is, is the most important of all the least important things. Right? It's, the least, it's in the category of the least important things in the world, and it's the most, for me anyway, it's the most important thing in that case. So I'm making that pilgrimage, prioritizing Liverpool, got to get there at all costs, right? All this kind of thing. And everybody the same, right? 60,000 people. It's not that impressive. We have stadiums around here the same, right? But 60,000 people prioritizing going to the game. And not just going to the game, right? But cheering on the team. Torrential downpour. In fact, it was dark and miserable like the entire time we were there. Torrential downpour and whatever. And, and we go prepared. You go prepared for what's coming. You don't know if you're going to be covered or not. If you're not a season ticket holder, you don't know where you're going to be, right? It's, you, so are we going to be covered or not? We don't care. We're going to go, right? Are the road's going to be clear as we set out for Mass? We don't know. We have to go. We're going to go. We're prioritizing Godness. But we're at least going to try to drive down the driveway, you know? And if, if we can't make it that far, then maybe we'll have to, you know, climb up the hill again our, so on, our, you know, on our feet without the car. But we're going to prioritize, we're going to prioritize God and His purposes. So the act of, the act of priority... And the not knowing, it doesn't hold us back in almost any, in almost any walk of life. When we, when we decide to prioritize something, we go. And we see that happening, right? The, the stargazers, as it were, the people who are, say, most in, in line or locked into the unfolding of God's plan in the heavens. I'm pointing to them here because we didn't have a, even our people to show up to move them, you know, to the, to the manger today. These guys... The Magi, they're still here. You know, they got stranded in the snow as well. Now, the, the, the guys who are most keen on the unfolding of God's plan, right, the, who, who are looking to the heavens for the unfolding of God's plan, they set out. They go. And we see Herod inquiring about when, when the star had appeared. And we're, it's, prob it's probable that, you know, we're talking about a time frame of about seven years or so around the birth of Jesus. Which is why then you see the, the holy innocence, right? The slaughter of the holy innocence is actually something like children from age three on down, something like that, 
because there's a, there's a bit of a space of time. So uh, we don't know how long, the, how long the Magi journey was, but it could have been even a years-long journey to get out there. And it, anyway, they saw it and they went, right? So they, they're reading the heavens, as it were. They're open to the unfolding of God's plan, and they went just at that prompting. Yeah, so even by, it's almost like the, you know, the church has taught since the first Vatican Council that we can, know, uh, we can know that God exists by the light of human reason, by the light of natural reason alone. But God reveals himself because our, our natural reason fails at this point and the other point, right? And, and he wants to give us the surety of knowing not only his existence, but what his nature is. Yet they, they set out just a, a, like by, by uh, clues of the natural world. Are we, that, are we that sensitive to the unfolding of the plan of God and to the signs that he gives us, right? I mean, and the sign for us, I think, because, of course, we show up today, right? Of course, we're Our Lady of Mount Carmel. We're going to show up today, right? This is, but the, the sign that, that he, get, he gave us was that we woke up this morning, right? We woke up this morning, so I had to give God the, the homage that's his, that is due, right? He, we want to praise God. We, we, we know that we're made to praise God with our entire heart, our whole life. And so, of course, we're going to come. I want to say something else about Anfield. You know, I wasn't, yeah, yeah, you thought I was going to get away from it there, but it's, it hasn't gone away from me yet. You know, you look around the stadium, right? There are all sorts. There are all sorts of people there. Do you know what I mean? There are people, there are people that you're pretty proud to associate with, and then people that you're less, you're like less, you're, you're thankful that that guy's on your side, you know, but like you're not otherwise going to associate with that guy, and you probably wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley. You know, it's like, but that guy's like, he's on your side. We're all coming together. We're all coming together to do the thing that we were made to do together, which is to cheer the team on to victory. Do you know? And you, you don't care in that sense, like who's, who's on your shoulder. You're just thankful for the fact that people are there with you. And this is the same for us, gathering as a people isn't it? We made our pilgrimage. We're, we're making our acts of, of homage, of worship of God. We don't, we don't, we're not here to judge each other. We're just thankful for the people who are on our shoulder and, and, cheering, and cheering God on who's doing a thing. And he's doing a thing that is a very difficult thing to do, a thing that he's called us into, not only to cheer him on, but to participate with him in pushing his agenda forward. Right? So just as the fans are a part of the game, we're, we're more than fans here. And we're mo probably more of a, I hate to say it, but we're more, probably more of a ragtag crew here than even at Anfield. You know? like, the, worship, the worship of God draws everybody. Everybody. Right? We're thankful for that. God is calling everybody. And we, we have people on our shoulder who are giving us the, the strength and encouragement that, that we need to continue to, uh, to follow him in faith. Right? There was a, so I'm, I'm in the crowd. I have to say this. I'm, I'm in the crowd. You can imagine. Look, I'm sick. It's not because I was there, okay? So let's not, okay. <laughs> it's not because I was there. I was cheering. I was singing as loud as I could. You know, some of you know how loud I can sing. I was cheering, singing as loud as I could, right, with all these fans. I could not hear myself. Why? Because everybody's doing the same. Everybody's doing the same. That, that's, that's the way that we participate. We're called to participate a little bit different way. I mean, yeah, sing as loud as you can. Yeah, go for it. You know, if it's an expression of your giving your heart to the God that you have been on pilgrimage to see, then give yourself totally 
in that way. You're not even that concerned with, with what's going on around you. You're just joining in the, the noise of, of praise of Almighty God. Right? We, we, and, and there, you can imagine, this, this is people who are not trained to be, say, instruments of self-giving love. Right? They, at least they don't know it. Some of them really are, right? But they don't, many of them don't know it. We are here to be trained as instruments of, of God's own life of love, of self-giving love. We're, we're here to be trained to pour ourselves out in God's service, to go beyond ourselves. So we no, don't need to be turning inwards and thinking, okay, yeah, is, is this a worthy offering as it relates to the person next to me? What are they going to think of me? What are they? No, we're just here. We're going to pour our hearts out before God in every, in every way that we can imagine. And we're going to make that act of, uh, that act of praise together. Anyway, there's, there's much more to be said about Anfield, but I'm going st- <laughs> to just jump back to the, to the gospel and give, give really um, another, another word, another look at what's going on here in the, in, the, in the gospel of Matthew, because Matthew in his gospel, you don't hear about the Gentiles all that much at all, except here and then towards the end. Yeah, so here the Gentiles, these are, gen- uh, these are non-Jewish, say, representatives of non-Jewish nations, they're not, we don't hear that they're kings here, but they're rich. They're rich enough to have gold and whatever, and they're rich enough to make the journey. Okay, they are, they're non-Jewish nations, the Gentiles, and many of us, most of us are not, not Jewish. We don't have Jewish heritage either, but we've been brought into the fold, as it were, into the New Jerusalem, into the New Israel movement by the message of God, right? The proclamation of the gospel that Jesus is king. So we have saturated here in this passage the, the idea that Jesus is king, they've come to pay him homage. He's the newborn king of the Jews. If he's the king of the Jews, he's the Lord of all nations. He's the rightful ruler of every human heart. They've come to do him homage. Okay, so this is it, kingship. Where do we next see uh, the proclamation of Jesus' kingship on the lips of Gentiles in the Gospel of Matthew? It's in the Passion Narrative when the, uh, the, um, the soldiers are mocking Jesus, right? Hail king of the Jews. And they were spitting on him, right? And they're hitting him with, the, you know, with, with his scepter, really, the, the reed, right? They're hitting on him. He's crowned with thorns at that point. Yeah, this is the, the kingship theme that so saturates uh, the gospel. And then, and then, so, okay, so this is how the saving word is going to be brought to bear in the world is by Jesus' death. Yeah, this is the rich expression of the kingship of Christ. Just as we see here, look in the, in the manger scene. You know, is this, is this the king that they wanted or expected? The king that's going to fight their battles for them? Well, he's going to fight their battles for them, but not the ones that they want fought. Yeah, he's, he's the one who's going to take on the burden and carry it all the way to the death so that we could be relieved of it. So we could be unburdened ourselves. This is the kingship of Christ. And right? he's crowned with thorns, right? And he, his, his cross is the throne. Totally unexpected. And so too is the, is, is, the, is the progress of the proclamation of the kingship of Christ. In the Gospel of Matthew, we see that, right? He's, he's intent on the fact that the gospel has to go out to the entire world. And, and we, don't, we don't actually get much of that in, in, the, in the gospel before even Matthew 28, right? The latest chapter of the gospel. You get... Um, Rather, the Gentiles kind of pressing in on Jesus to get him to do ahead of time what he was only going to do after his death and resurrection. Right? We get people coming to him for special healing. But in Matthew 28, we see, go ye therefore, he gives his instructions to, the, to his disciples, 
Go ye therefore, make disciples of all nations, all nations, Gentiles, the whole world, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, plunging them into the life of God. Right? So he's sending his disciples as emissaries of his reign. Again, this is like remarkable in the sense of, you know, God just doesn't come fly down and start shooting everything into place and saying, hey, I'm God, I'm your king, you know, get, get down on the knee, you know, pay, pay homage to me and whatever. That's not the way it's working. Right? It, that, I mean, this is a wild scene. You had the manger. That's a wild scene. The cross is a wild scene. The fact, even, even wilder yet, the fact that he's called me into it to proclaim the, the gospel of his kingship, of his kingdom come, is wilder still. The fact that he's, sorry, just not me, by the way, that's you. You, you have been called into the unfolding plan of God. This is the wildness of Christmas. You've been called into it. You've been summoned by him not only to live under his rule, but to help advance his rule to every corner of creation. You receive the commission. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, plunging them into the life of God, right? Loving my beloved, loving my beloved world into life, right? Pouring yourself out, not only in worship of me, of God, but pouring yourself out in my service to raise up my fallen world. Yeah, this is, this is what's happening uh, here in this passage. Yeah, the, it's, the, it's the unexpected, it's the, it's, the, um, it's the unexpected plan of God, the unfolding of his plan that's, that continues to surprise even to now and surprises us, you know, all the more in the fact that we've been called into it, that we've been called to take up our part in bringing God's kingdom to bear on earth as it is in heaven. And you know what, my friends, look, we, my last little parent, yeah, Seamus knew it was coming, he was waiting. Yeah, it's like, come on, give us one more Anfield. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. Look, we, the, the thing is, we don't know win, lose, draw. We really don't. I mean, this is, we don't know what our lives are going to look like, how they're going to advance God's plan, but we set out with all eagerness and enthusiasm to do it anyway. We go. We go. Right, just like fans of any sports team. You put it on, you put the uniform on, you because you're stupid. You know, you think, oh yeah, like it's we, we're winning. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So you, we're, we think we're a part of it. You know, it's like yeah, you put the uniform on, you go, you cheer, you do it, win, lose, draw, you give it your all, you go and you go in, and you go again. Right? This is us with the advancing of the plan of God. We go and we go and we go again. We go to encounter Christ. We go to be transformed by Him. We go to love with the love that He's given us, and we go and we go and we go again.